I'm not going to read all of this. I'll read a verse that uh, grabs my attention and then we'll try to look back at what maybe it means. Verse number 11, Psalm 59. So David is speaking through this psalm about the enemies that are laying in wait for him. And verse number 11, he says this, Slay them not, lest my people forget. Scatter them by thy power, and bring them down, O Lord, our shield. Now, I don't know how you feel about this, but the psalmist to say, Slay them not, lest my people forget. I tell you, that provokes my thinking. An enemy, and as we look through this, an enemy that wanted to destroy David. Uh, If we look at the title of the psalm, you know, this was when David was in the house and the enemy lay outside the house all night and in the morning they was going to kill him. You can read that in, in Samuel chapter 19, 1 Samuel chapter 19. But I just like to think about this. Slay them not, lest my people forget. What, what is it that we're liable to forget? Why would David say, and the word really means, don't slay them immediately. Don't get rid of all of them immediately. Lest my people forget. So I'll just jog your memory out of Deuteronomy, a familiar scripture, uh, chapter number 8. The Bible says this, that He's taken them to a land, a good land, a great land, a land of olives, a land of honey, a land of wheat, barley, vines, pomegranates. Verse number 9, Deuteronomy 8, verse 9. A land wherein thou shalt eat bread without scarceness. Thou shalt not lack anything in it. A land whose stones are iron, out of whose hills thou mayest dig brass. When thou hast eaten and art full, then thou shalt bless the Lord thy God for the good land which He has given thee. Beware that thou forget not the Lord thy God in the keeping of His commandments, His judgments, His statutes, which I command you this day. Is that what we're liable to forget? Through this psalm, I believe we could see this. You walk down through it with me. Verse number 1, Deliver me from my enemies, O God. Defend me from them that rise up against me. Deliver me from the worker of iniquity and save me from bloody men. Now we could look at this on the natural sense and we could see that these men were out to kill David. But how does it apply to me today? I tell you, we've got an enemy, the devil. And, and, and the psalmist is going to go on and say this here in, in the next verse. Uh, uh, they lie and wait for my soul. I tell you, the devil lies in wait for the soul. Let us not forget. I believe he's saying this. I believe he's saying, Lord, don't get rid of all of my enemies. Don't get rid of all of them at once. Lest we forget that we're in a battle. Lest we forget that we've got someone that is after us on a daily basis. I I, I believe that things can go well with us and we forget that we're in a war. And whether you realize it or not, if you are a child of God, we are in war. If you are not a child of God, you already are in the enemy's camp. You are in the enemy's household. You belong to the devil. And you might say, well, that's the awfulest thing I ever heard. Well, you better read your Bible because we were children of darkness. We were under the prince and the power of the air. We were uh, 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 kept by the strong man. And David said, Lord, don't slay them all lest, lest we forget. Right. You know, we might say that, uh, well, David was praying. He says here, 
Bless my people. But He was one of those people too. Could we say this with all honesty and humbleness? That David forgot the Lord one day, didn't he? David forgot he had an enemy, didn't he? David forgot that there was someone that wanted to destroy him too, didn't he? He forgot that. But I want you to remember this, that you have an enemy, and that enemy is the devil. And that enemy is after your soul. And that enemy you are at war with. And that enemy is out to destroy you. And I say this, whether you're saved or whether you're lost, he is out to destroy you. Whether he can get your soul or not, if you're saved, he can't get to that. But I tell you this, he's still on a chain and he's still vicious. He is still desiring to destroy you, to destroy your testimony, to destroy your witness, to take away the power of God out of our lives. We've got an enemy, ladies and gentlemen. Let us not forget that we've got an enemy. And don't you be, don't be forgetful and don't forget to look around because I tell you, he's lurking around the corner every moment of every day. So I believe we could say that the devil is there. For lo, they lie in wait for my soul. Verse number 3, The mighty are gathered against me, not for my transgression, nor for my sin, O Lord. You know, I believe you could... Verse number 4, They run and prepare themselves without my fault. Awake to help me and behold... You know, I believe you could relate this to the Lord, couldn't you? Uh, they're after me without a cause. They want to destroy me without a cause. <coughs> had David been upright with Saul, he had been upright with Saul. But you know, Saul in his jealousy, in Saul in his envy, in Saul in... And you know, there's no other way to say it but to just say it the way the Bible says it. God put an evil spirit in the heart of Saul. He disobeyed God. He did not repent. He never come to the terms of what God told him to do. And you know what he wanted to do? He wanted to go right on being the king, go right on with the presence and the power, and go right on with the Lord. Uh, Samuel, you turn aside here and worship. uh, uh, Allow me to worship before the people. You know what all that was? All of that was pride. David hadn't done one thing, I tell you, over and over. David held his hand when he could have killed Saul. But know this, we've got an enemy, ladies and gentlemen, and he doesn't have to have a cause to be our enemy. We may not, we may not have done anything, but I tell you, you've got an enemy. And you've got an enemy lurking within you. Uh, You might not agree with this, but the Bible said over there in the 12th chapter of the Revelation that He was cast out of the heavens and cast into the earth. I say this, by the Word of God and that strong man over in the book of Luke, uh, the devil was cast out of the place that he sat on the throne of my heart one day. The devil was cast out of his palace. But I tell you what, he didn't go too far. He is cast into the earth. We've still got the devil to deal with in the flesh, in the mind, in the carnality of this flesh we deal with, in a world that has fallen, in a world that is so perverse and full of iniquity. I tell you, the devil is around us on every side, and you don't have to do anything to stir him up. He is out to destroy you. Don't forget that. And you know, if the Lord got rid of all of our enemies, David said, Lord, awake. Awake and look, Lord. Verse number 4. They run and prepare themselves without my fault. Awake to help me and behold. Is he asleep? No. No, he's not saying that. He's not saying he's asleep. He's saying, Lord... Arouse and look at what's going on. I want you to look at the situation that I'm in, Lord. 
I want you to look and behold it. I want you to take a cognizance of what is going on. They're running to destroy me. They're after me. They want to kill me. And I've not done anything. Lord, I've held my hand against Your servant. I've held my hand against my king. I've held my hand. And God, I've tried to follow after You. Lord, they're after me without a cause. Lord, rise up and look. I tell you, you talk about dependent. We are dependent upon God seeing our situation. You may not think so. You may think that you can handle it. I tell you, David was beyond the place that he could handle it. He could not handle it. And he said, Lord, I want you to arouse. God, I want you to come down. You remember one place he, he talks about that the Lord, His ear, God, would you, would you hearken unto my cry? What's he saying? He said, Lord, would you turn your ear to what I'm saying? David is saying, God, would you be aroused? God, would you look at the situation that I'm in. Uh, Lord, I need you to look at this and come by and see what I can, what you can do for me. Verse 5, Thou therefore, O God, God of hosts, the God of Israel, <laughs> awake to visit all the heathen. Be not merciful to any wicked transgressors, see law. Therefore, O Lord, I need you, Lord, Lord of hosts. Who is the host? He's got the host of all. The host of heaven and earth. He has the host of you and I. You know what we are? We're in the heavenly host, are we not? We're in the church of the living God. We're a part of the family of God. Lord, would you awake? Oh God of the host. Oh God of all the angels in heaven. Oh God in control of the devil. Oh God in control of all the good. Oh God in control of all the bad. Would you awake, oh Lord, and look at my situation? Uh, God, I need you to come. I need you, Lord. I know I can't depend upon myself. Uh, they're too great for me. They're too strong for me. Oh God, how that I need you uh, to be awakened and come and look over my situation. They return at evening and make a noise like a dog and go about the city. Does it ever end? No, I tell you, day and night they're on the prowl. Day and night, our enemy, the devil, the world, the flesh, other men, all around us are the imps of hell. And friend, know this, if God was to remove them all, you know what we'd do? We'd get lazy. And what we would do is we'd forget we're dependent upon God. We'd forget that there's a devil that we're in a battle with. We would forget where we can run to. We would forget our refuge. We would forget the Lord. Oh, when things are going good, when you get full and you've eaten to the fullness by the blessings of God, remember this, don't forget the Lord. They return at evening continual. I tell you the battle. I don't know how it is with you. But you know, the truth is, I can even dream of ungodliness. I can lay down at night. And in the night, maybe that don't happen to you. But I tell you, it's a continual Warfare. It is a continual battle. And you know what I stand in need of? I stand in need of the presence of God Almighty. I stand in need, and I, I, I need this. I need to not forget from whence my help cometh from. My help cometh from the Lord. Uh, David said, Oh God, a God of all the hosts, 
God of all Israel. You're my God. He said in the 23rd Psalm, I'm my shepherd. Oh Lord, I need you to arise. Oh God, and look over my situation. Uh, there's an enemy encamped round about me. And God, they're barking and they're howling and they're raising their bristles. And God, it's from morning to night. And in the evening, they're back again. They never stop. Remember that, folks. Don't forget. Behold, they belch out their mouth with their mouths. Swords are in their lips. Who say they? Who say they? Doth hear? I tell you what, you better do. You better call on God if you belong to Him. You better call on the Lord Jesus Christ. You better be mindful if you're a child of God that we've got an enemy. That you and I have got an enemy after us and even dwells in the midst of us. And friend, if you forget that, I tell you, He'll come on you in a moment, in a twinkle of an eye, and we'll be destroyed. Uh, maybe we won't lose our soul if we're saved and born again, but I tell you, He'd love to destroy our lives. He would love to destroy our testimony. He'd love to destroy our, 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 our witness in this world. He would love a friend lurking up continually. And you know what He does? He's continually belching out his lies, belching out a friend like a sword out off of his lips. And you know what he's saying? Who's going to hear you? Do you doubt tonight whether God will hear you? If you're doubting tonight whether God will hear you, we ought to be in this altar right now begging God to get the way clear that God can hear us. This is what He says. What are they saying? They're saying, they're saying, Behold, they belch out with their mouth, swords are in their lips. For they say, Who, they say, doth hear? No one knows your situation. No one knows the trouble you're in. No one knows that we're camped around the house and David's inside. Saul has sent us here and by the morning light when he comes out, we're going to kill him. I'll tell you, our friend, you remember this. Uh, uh, the, uh, the little servant, the little servant, uh, uh, there he was and as he looked around, there was all of the Assyrian army around and you know something? Uh, oh Lord, uh, what in the world are we going to do? I'll tell you, Elijah said, God, Open his eyes and show him who's here. Oh, who would it be that would hear? There's nobody knows your situation. I tell you, I'm talking about living for a God that knows my situation. I'm talking about a God that I cannot forget. I'm talking about a God that saved me from hell. I'm talking about a God that protects me from the devil. I'll tell you, friend, he's one who can hear. Does He hear us tonight? If He doesn't hear us tonight, we've forgotten. We've been on the flurry beds of ease and we have forgotten. We've forgotten we've got an enemy. We've forgotten who our deliverer is. We've forgotten where our help is. Behold, they belch out. Don't you know, friend? Don't you know the devil and the multitude? I hate to say this, but it is, it's the truth. There's a multitude of people that belong to churches that belch out with their mouth and belch out with their lips and they'd like to destroy you. Uh, friend, they've got some little ought against you, some ought against the church, some ought against the preacher. And you know what they're going to do? Uh, they're going to run you down, run me down, run the church down, run the family of God down continually. Oh, but I say, they say, who will hear them? I tell you, thank God I've got a oh, God who's got an ear. I turn toward me. A God who's got an eye. I turn toward His church. A God who said, you are the apple of my eye. 
Thank God for that. I'll tell you this, when I was at my lowest, my most unworthy, my most ungodly state, Jesus died for me. Don't forget where you came from. Don't forget. They belch out from their lips their swords. For who, say they, doth hear? <laughs> Thank God I've got a God that can hear. Have you got a God that'll hear you? Have you got a God that can you can get His ear? Let us not forget who our help is. Listen to David. But thou, O Lord, shall laugh at them. Thou shalt have all the heathen in derision. Thou shalt laugh them to scorn. You will mock them, O God. You'll mock them. They may be mocking me, but O God... You shall mock them. God, you shall laugh them to scorn. Oh, I'll tell you today, ladies and gentlemen, God help us uh, that we be on the right side. God help us that the, that the uh, uh, connection is clean, uh, clean. God help us that the connection is clear. A uh, friend that it's where we can have tune, have be in tune and be in contact with God and call God at a moment at a twinkling eye. We can say, God, I stand in need of your help. Oh, God, God of Israel, God of the host, my God, my shepherd, my redeemer, would you come, oh Lord, and look at my situation. Look how, oh God, they're encamped against me day and night. Oh, God, my enemy, would you, oh Lord, look at my situation. Because of His strength will I wait upon thee. And you might, I don't know how you'd want to take that. Because of is put in by the translators. Thou shalt have the, all the heathen in derision. His strength I will wait upon. Who are we going to wait on? We're going to wait on God. God, I'm not going to make a move until You come. Listen to these words. Because of His strength, I will wait upon Thee, for God is my defense. God, that word means my strong tower, my refuge, my hiding place, my lofty place. Thank God there's a place that you can go to, friend. Uh, there's a place that we can go to. And you know something? Our enemies drive us to that place. God don't slay them all. God don't get rid of all of them suddenly, lest my people forget. Our enemies... And our opposition drive us to the refuge. Drive us to our defense. Drive us to the holy place, to the high place, to the lofty place. God, I'm going to wait on You because You are my hiding place. You are my refuge. You are my high tower. Oh Lord, You are the place that I run to where they are unable to get to me. If he liken Jerusalem to a hen that her chicks could have run under her wings, who is he? Can I hide underneath his wings? Can the devil get to me? If I am under His wings, can He? Now you, you ponder on that. 
Isaiah chapter number 40, a very familiar Scripture. Listen to these words. Has thou not known, Isaiah 40, the last three verses, 28. Has thou not known, has thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the Creator of the ends of the earth, feigneth not, neither is weary, and there is no searching of His understanding. I thank God, this is the God I'm talking about. This is my defense. This is the one that I can run to. This is the one that my enemy drives me to. I'll say this to folks, just be as honest as we know how. You ought to thank God that we've got an enemy or we would forget the Lord always. Isaiah 40, 28. Has thou not known, has thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the Creator of the ends of the earth, feigneth not, neither is weary, neither is, there is no searching of His understanding. Now listen, who is going to heal? He giveth power to the faint. And he, them that I have no might, He increases strength. You know what I need to get to? I need to get to the place that I'm little. I need to get to the place that I'm little. I need to get to the place that I'm weak. I need to get to the place that I need God. I need to get to the place that my enemy is greater than me. I need to get to the place that I'm dependent upon the defense and the deliverance of Almighty God. I need to get weak and I need to get little and I need to get small and I'll tell you what He can do. He can help me. We too big for God to help. Too stout for God to help. Too strong for God to help. He giveth power to the faint. And to them that have no might, He increases strength. Paul said, you know the Scripture very well. Paul says, God give me a, God, give me a thorn in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to buffet me. What was Paul's problem? He was going to be exalted. Had all these revelations been to the third heaven, saw things that it was unlawful to even be uttered. And Paul said, no doubt I'll come to more revelations. And Paul said in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, uh, verse number 7, And lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of revelation, the revelations there was given unto me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it might be, uh, that, that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient. For thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. What is God looking for? I tell you, I believe that God is looking to a group of people right here in this church how that would be dependent upon Him. How that would say, God, I need your strength. How that says, God, I've got an enemy. God, I am my own enemy. God, I am my own worst enemy. I tell you that myself, I am a greater enemy than the devil. The devil may not be there 24-7, but I've got this man to deal with 24-7. And friend know this, that the perfectness of God's strength is made perfect and made complete in your weakness. I believe we forgot we've got an enemy. <laughs> because of His strength, I will wait. How shall I wait? I tell you, God help me to wait through the Word of God. God help me to wait by faith. God help me to wait 
And know this, that as God has delivered before, uh, that same God is still on the throne. Uh, the same God, His ways are past finding out. Uh, the same God who is the Creator of uh, the Lord. Uh, that same God uh, that is said over here in Isaiah chapter number 40. That same God that said to you and I, But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. I tell you, friend, you know what he can do? He can give us wings, friend, to fly up to the high place. We can get to our refuge, to our lofty place, to our high tower, to the refuge of the Lord Jesus. If I forget. If I forget who my help is, where my refuge is, where my strength is, where grace to endure is, if I forget that, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to be defeated by the devil. I will wait. You know what Moses told the people? God told Moses. Moses told the people, stand still. Where were they? Well, they were between two cliffs. The Egyptian army behind them. The Red Sea in front of them. Right? Moses, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Now that's right, isn't it? But in the next verse or two, God says... Why are you still? Go forward. Isn't that right? Go forward. So in here, in my heart, I need to stand still. In my heart, I need my feet and my mind and my heart planted. I need to be planted to see the salvation of the Lord. But that is not for me to stand still and do nothing. I believe there is a twofold message there. Uh, the message is for me to stand still and stand firm and be anchored and be founded on the Word of God, the promises of God, my defense, my deliverer, uh, my Jesus, my high tower. Let my feet be planted there and not move, but let me go forward. And as they went forward, the Red Sea parted. God didn't tell me to sit down and do zero. Listen. Listen, Philippians. For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of His good pleasure. So it's God working in you. Could it be God? Could it be God that settles our heart and at the same time commands us to do something? Could it be the same God that settles us down inside? However this may turn out, Lord, my trust and my faith is in You. And God, I feel as though, and by the Word of God, I believe that You're uh, directing me to do this thing or that thing or the other thing. It uh, may be that God is directing me to trust in Him and believe in Him, cast my cares upon Him, but He's also calling me to a place of prayer. Both to will and to do. I will wait upon thee, for God is my defense. Because of His strength, I will wait upon thee. That word right there, I will wait, that means to fix one's eye upon. I ought to do this, folks. If I can't see Him, and it seems as though I'm down in a hole. It looked like Elijah and his servant was down in a hole. When all the Assyrians was around them, and they looked up and they saw all the mountains filled with chariots of horses and fire. 
let me say this to you, that when we're there, that we ought to fix our eye on the horizon. And you may say, well, I don't see Him there. God help me to look. God help me to look in every direction and let my eye, now think with me, I don't see Him, but in my mind, I've got a picture of Him. In my mind, I know what He looks like. In my mind, my eye is fixed upon Him and I'm looking in every direction I to see where the deliverance of God is coming from. My eye is fixed and I'm waiting on Him. Because of His strength I will wait. I will fix my eye upon Thee. For God is my defense, my hope, my strong tower, my refuge. The God of my mercy shall prevent me. That word means to go before me. The God of my mercy shall go before me. God shall let me see my desire upon my enemies. What's He going to do? I tell you, He's going to be delivered. He's not going to... How can He see His desire upon His enemies if He's been killed? No, but I tell you, He's going to be sustained by the God that He's fixed His eye on. And friend, the God that He's not forgotten, of the God that's brought Him thus far, of the God that's delivered Him from the bear and from the lion, of the God that's delivered Him from a Goliath, the God that has delivered Him from a Saul, I tell you, that same God has got His eye fixed on and I am confident, God, I'm going to see deliverance here. Where? In You, Lord. In You. God shall. Is that faith? God shall. God shall let me see my desire upon my enemies. Is that faith? He's fixed and He's looking. He's fixed and He's moving. He's fixed and He's walking. He's fixed and standing still and He's going forward. Slay them not. (laughs) Slay them not. Lest. My people forget. Scatter them by thy power and bring them down, O Lord, our shield. Lord, don't get rid of them all of a sudden. But God scatter them and do away with their do away with their unity. God split them apart. Make them weak. Make them wanderers. God don't get rid of them lest we forget. Lest we forget that we're in a war. Lest we forget who our defense is. Lest we forget that there's a devil we're in the battle with. Lest we forget that God is our high tower. Lest we forget that He, the devil, is stronger than I am. Lest we forget the delivering God. Look with me, if you will, in uh, look with me in Judges for just a moment. Judges chapter two. Joshua. Joshua's died. Chapter two, verse eight. One hundred and ten years old, he died. Verse nine. They buried him in the borders of the inheritance in Timnath, Uries in the Mount of Ephraim on the north side of the hill Gash. And also, all that generation were gathered unto their fathers, and there arose another generation after them who knew not the Lord, nor yet the works which He had done for Israel. Folks, we need to make the new convert, the young the children aware of the God who has delivered us. 
They need to be aware of the God that brought us out from under the hand of Pharaoh, the devil Pharaoh, the bondage of Pharaoh, the slavery of Pharaoh, that brought us through a waste howling wilderness, that brought us across the Jordan, uh, that's brought us into a good land. Uh, friend, there arose a generation who did not know Joshua, who did not know the God of Joshua. You, you listen to these words now. What a sad thing. Arose another generation after them that knew not the Lord, nor yet the works which He had done. They had no knowledge of God, no experience with God, no affection for God, no love for God, no devotion to God, no worship of God, no fear of God. We're living in that generation right now, a group of people that have no devotion, no affection, no fear of God. Who is going to show them this God? What did they do? They forsook God. They forgot about Him. Are you intermingled with the world today? There's no way around it, is there? Everywhere you go, you're intermingled with the world. Everywhere you go, you're in the midst of lost people. Everywhere you go, you're in the midst of people that don't know anything about God. You may be in the midst of people that worship Ashtaroth or Baal. Not literally, but spiritually the same way. They're worshiping the flesh, the world, the things of this world. And they followed that. And God says, go on down with me in chapter 2, verse number 20. They followed after those other gods. Now you know what was told back over in the book of Joshua. In the book of Joshua, He told them to drive all of them ites out. Canaanites, Hittites, Perizzites, He told them to get rid of all of them. But what they did is they drove a portion of them out and they left part of them. And when they left part of them, they had their gods, their worship, their ungodliness, their wickedness, and before you know it, when you forget the Lord, you're intertwined into that worship and that mess. And God says, I'm not going to get rid of them. I'm not getting rid of them. I gave you a land flowing with milk and honey. I gave you the goodness. I gave you the fatness. And you know what it did? It caused you to forget me. So the Canaanites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, the Girgashites, all of the rest of them. He says in verse number 20, And the anger of the Lord was hot against Israel, and He said, Because that this people had transgressed My covenant, which I commended their fathers, and have not hearkened unto My voice. What did they do? They forgot Him. Did they not forget Him? They forgot Him. They forgot His law. They forgot His goodness. They forgot the blessings. They forgot where it came from. They forgot that there was Gergeshites and Canaanites and Hivites and Perizzites and all of these. They forgot that they were still an enemy out there. They forgot because they were intermingled with them and they forgot because God had been protecting them all along. You know the reason you've been protected and you hadn't crashed? Grace of God. That's exactly right, Vaughn. The grace of God. This is what the Lord said. 2.21 I also will not henceforth drive out any from before them of the nations which Joshua left when he died, that through them I may prove Israel whether they will keep the way of the Lord to walk therein as their fathers did, Keep it or not. Therefore, the Lord left those nations without driving them out 
hastily, neither delivered he them unto the hands of Joshua. What's he doing? He's doing the same thing right here that he's doing that the psalmist is saying. Lord, don't remove all the enemies lest we forget. I believe in Judges chapter 2, we're seeing a people that have forgot. We're seeing a people who have been so blessed they forgot God and now they're intermingled with the world and now God says no more. No more am I going to drive them out. No more am I going to get rid of them. Look in the first, the first verse of chapter 3. Judges chapter 3. Now these are the nations which the Lord left to prove. What does that mean? I tell you what that means. That means God's going to test us. That means God's going to try us. That means God is going to let the gap down and see whether we're going to stay with Him or we're going with the world. He's going to leave the enemy in our territory. And He's going to see whether we're going to stand up and live for God or we're going to fall by the wayside and cave to the enemy. So I believe this is very important. Chapter 3, verse 1. He left to prove Israel by them. Why do we have these enemies? To test us. To try our faith. To try our faithfulness. To try our fidelity. To try to see if we are sincere to see if we are faithful, to see if we're adulterers, to see if we're idolaters, to see if we're going to be faithful to God. Are we a faithful bride? Are we a faithful people? Or are we a, a, an adulterous people? Are we going away from the God who loved us and gave His life for us? Or are we a people who love God and though we're camped out right in the middle of the Gergeshites and the Hivites, we're still going to hold on because we have not forgotten the God that delivered us to begin with. left to prove Israel by them, even as many, now listen to this, even as many of Israel as had not known all the wars of Canaan. You know, you may very well be, and have been, blessed, to click right along in your spiritual life and have no humps and no dips and no stumbling blocks. But there's people that have been in war. And these people that have been in war need to stay faithful because there's some little ones coming along. There's some others coming along that have never seen a war like the war in Canaan. Never seen the war that went with the devil. Never seen the deliverance of God when it looked hopeless. Never seen God come through and we waited on Him and our eye was fixed on Him. But He says this, uh, that He might prove them uh, by, uh, by the, uh, them even as many of Israel as had not known War, all the wars of Canaan, only that the generation of the children of Israel might know to teach them war. At least such as before knew nothing thereof. Let me ask you this. Who's going to teach them? Seriously. Who's going to teach them? Bond says the church is. I'll agree with that. Who's going to teach them in your family? Who's going to be the warrior in your family? Who's going to hold to God in your family? Who's going to be faithful in your family? Who's going to depend on the Lord Jesus in your family? Who is going to trust Him as our defense in your family? Who is going to show your son, your daughter, your granddaughter, uh, your daughter-in-law, your son-in-law, your mother, your daddy, your grandchildren, your grandmother, your grandfather, who's going to show them who is the God of war? Amen. 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 Amen.
be you as an individual, isn't it? Isn't it going to have to be you as an individual? Is it good? Is it good for us to have enemies? By the psalmist and by the writer of Judges, it's good for us to have enemies. Therefore, we can see that we've got a devil, we've got a war, we've got a defense, we've got a, I tell you, we've got a duty. We've got an obligation to teach these that know nothing about war. We need to teach them about warring in this world that we're in today. Lord, don't get rid of all of them. Don't slay them, lest we forget. Lest my people forget. For their sin of their mouth and the words of their lips, let them even be taken in their pride. And I thought about this. Maybe you could think of it, and I'll hush in just a second. For cursing and lying which they spake, you know, Goliath went out, and by the Word of God, 40 days. 40 days. He went out and defied Israel. 40 days, the people of God was stopped by one man. <laughs> you talk about, you talk about degrading to God. But God had a man. A ruddy boy. A young man. A man that had no strength. A man that was not near as great as the giant. A man that could not wear Saul's armor. But a man who knew God, who knew the deliverance of God, who knew the power of God, who knew that God could be counted on. A God that He said, He delivered me from the bear and the lion, and there's no doubt in my mind, He shall deliver me from this uncircumcised Philistine. Forty days He railed. But David shut his mouth that day. Pharaoh made his boast, didn't he? Didn't Pharaoh make his boast and say, I know not your God. Who is this God? I don't know Him. I tell you, he knew Him before it was over, didn't he? We have this treasure, ladies and gentlemen, in earthen vessels that the power and the glory and the honor and the praise might be to God and not to us. It's good. It's good that we've got enemies. It keeps us humble, dependent, seeking after, counting on, looking to, reading, studying, meditating, Believing that He's the same God as He was for Jacob, that He was for Israel, that He was for David, that He was uh, for Paul, that He's that same God for me and that same God for you. It's good that we've got enemies. Lest we forget. That's all that's on my heart.